Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm here. I'm Dr. Lisa. Thanks for listening. I give a shit. I give a shit about you, you people out there on a it's going to be spring soon. I know we're all devastated. Our heart, I think I'm feeling the pain, and I know you sensitive people that listen to this station do too about the whole immigration thing. It's terrible. You know what I was saying the other day? I was saying that, um, I was thinking, you know, they're really, they're like, we're all born on this planet. We're all born here. It's this tiny planet in the middle of this huge, huge universe. So, like the only immigrants like could be from Mars or some other planet. We are, there are the idea of immigrants is absurd. And um I am um so thrilled about my guest today. I have the lovely lovely Sharon Spell. Hi Lisa. And I am really excited because I went to see um this really great comedy show with uh, Julio Tours on Tuesday night at UCB East, UCB East, and Sharon is what the bar? Are you, what? I'm a bartender there. Is that? But yeah. you seem like you don't do any managing. You seem like you're in charge there. I seem like I'm in charge, but I'm not in charge. It's uh, the that's because you're just more mature. <laughs> I get it. I so. can answer questions, but I'm not in charge. I'm happy to not be in charge. But yeah, is that right? I well, guess. I'm happy to help as much as I can. Yeah, you ab- absolutely. I can be in charge. Anyway, if anyway. I needed something, uh, you'd be first on the list if I was <laughs> and there. And then I would help direct you in the right di- to the right <laughs> person. If there's a fire, um, if I'm there and there's a fire, I can I'm help with that. You. I can help with the exits and stop, drop, and yeah, roll. I'm going to be and maybe there. something else. I'm going to be. Uh, you're you're my person when I'm there during the. <laughs> The big fire. It will not catch on fire, by the way. <laughs> it has um, passed fire inspection recently. Oh, uh, uh, so really? Good. That's yeah. good. See, you know that. See, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I know things. I just want to make sure that I remind you guys to uh, listen to this station. This is such an incredible station. I got to tell you something. We are growing. We are growing so fast. So you should always listen to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. They have amazing variety of shows. And you can also donate money and become part of the Radio Free Brooklyn family on our Patreon page. Just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Also, if you would like to call in today uh, and talk to either me or Sharon, or maybe we'll inspire you, we would love to hear from you. That's all. Um, And Sharon's head is, I should know the number, but Sharon, your head is blocking the number. (laughs) My head or my hair? Oh, no, there's the phone. Oh, there it is, 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. You're good. You're good, Sharon, so don't don't, don't worry about it. Small head, big hair. (laughs) So I want to, you know, Sharon is... uh, if you don't know who she is, and if you know anything about comedy, you know Sharon. Uh, she's been around and done a lot of stuff and had a lot of different shows, right? Yeah. But right now, um, I think she seems to be focused mostly on um, your podcast. Is that right? right? Tell, right. Us, tell us a little bit about it. It's called The Sharon Spell Show. It's available on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's produced by Grumpy Films. We're at episode 124 that was released a couple weeks ago. 
125 is coming up soon. Wow. As of the date of this recording. Wow. How many years is that? Uh, I would say like four or five wow. years. We were releasing one, one a week for a while and then switched to Grumpy Films Production Company. So that's a Grumpy film distribution company? Yeah, they historically have made comedy shorts and in the last few years have branched out to have different podcasts and Uh, live productions. Fabulous. As well as uh, videos. So you got help. You got production It's great to ask for help. Did you ask for help? I asked them for help and they said we would love to help. It, quote unquote. Oh my God! I there. Well, I I already had my therapy session right here. That's, well, the nice that thing- was worth that was worth 150 bucks <laughs> right there. The pre- Wait, I get paid? No, no. The- that, that my shrink would have gotten. But I don't go. I only go to group now. I can't afford. But the it. previous production company, Cool Super Cool, was a oh. co- podcast collective. They downsized, and that was Dave Steffi uh, who helped get the ball rolling with my podcast, uh, which. Uh, then they, yeah, they downsized. So I already had something to present to Grumpy and right, said, like, look, right, this is very right, low production right. effort, but a great product. Because we, it's go. A- That's our competition. <laughs> uh, but it makes me grumpy. No, but there's They time. have you. <laughs> but yeah. you can also listen. It's only, it's about a 30 minute podcast yeah plus it is or minus. a shorter podcast that's, that's the true. real well i point. listened to the one <laughs> i listened to the one with joe Perra. oh yeah yeah <laughs> um because i wanted to have some background yeah uh since you were going to be here and um so who was the person who did a lot of the talking that wasn't joe Perra, was it the guy who was like the film producer guy uh who was that guy if i had different co-host then that was yeah it was like two co-hosts joe Perra and this other guy I think. yeah uh when the show first started there were four co-hosts uh-huh. and little uh-huh. by little it became apparent with the time crunch of having a 30 minute yeah. format four ho- co-hosts <laughs> That, we can't well, even do that in group therapy because I, I was thinking it would be like uh like a like a radio show like a you know, like everybody chime in and have fun, right? Style, but then Party. the guests ended up not getting to talk as oh, much. Oh yeah, what about that? <laughs> and then a guest, you really front loaded that. So not a dull moment on that show. <laughs> so the more recent episodes are a guest and me. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this, like I think. I mean, I know. You're sh- you're great, Joe Perry. That guy was annoying. The guy was a little annoying. Well, that's okay though. That's okay. It's, it's okay. It's, in, it's part I'm of just the history. Being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Or no? Well, is honest? <laughs> is that bad? Am I insulting you? You're not insulting me. Here's okay. the thing. It's all part of the history. It's part right. of what got me to here right now right. on your show. And this is going to lead to the next thing and the next thing. And it's all just like yeah. it's part of the narrative. Well, that's what's so weird because I'm dealing with the same thing myself because obviously some shows are better than others. Like this will be a good one because we're hope. comfortable. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes like the one I had last week was very difficult because mm. it was and, you know, I and if like somebody's going to judge me on um, and it was really the uh, circumstances because I had Casey Sol- James Salango. Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. So I had him on, and he called in because he couldn't come in, and it, and we wanted to also set him up on a blind date. So I learned there, but you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Did you take them up? Great. Yeah. You know, we love Casey. Yes. And I can't believe he's single. Can you? He's hot. Yeah. Well, I was single for a long time. Yeah, that's true. I'm hot. And you're hot. I mean, hot or not, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, is a pot without a lid. What can he do? Yeah. And you guys, you comedy people are out at at, at night, late, every night. And for a long time when I was single, I would go to bed and give thanks that I was safe. Nobody was hurting me that, you know, I'm taking care of myself. Like I'm not with the wrong person. Yeah. 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 So it's really glorious to be single and not with the wrong Uh, person. So great. It's so great that feeling of being able to take care of yourself. So go as, Casey. As a woman. Yeah. Casey for not being with the wrong person. Yeah, no, he 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 is he was way more mature. Do you know him well? I don't know. I've I done some shows with him. I'm all you know, happy to see him. So much more mature than I expected. It was actually a little disappointing because it it it, it threw me off. It wasn't that maybe that's what I'm really upset about. He was mm. way too mature. <laughs> Much more mature than I am. Work on that, Casey. Yeah, work on yeah, work on being an <laughs> idiot. Work on being just a stupid idiot guy. <laughs> Please don't. You're not. Please um, don't. So you know what I was thinking? I I actually had a. Uh, I am feeling really comfortable with you, which is great. <laughs> I didn't know cool. I was going to, but uh, I had a. Uh, I had a I had a moment that was group therapy worthy with you on Tuesday night. Did you notice that? I'm. No, no. See, this is what's stuck in my head. So I thought it would be, I usually, I do therapy. I'm the one doing therapy, but you have also had a show, um, called, uh, talk therapy. Do you still, you still do that? That I've been on talk therapy. That's, um, didn't oh, you do I'm a totally... show where you had people like tell stories about their, a storytelling show? It, oh, I can see her sweet face and I cannot think of her name. Cambry? No, it was at QED. Lori Baird. That is Lori Baird's show at QED, and I've been on it several times. Ah, yes, I and got it. people do get up and talk about uh, issues related to a topic that she picks uh, and like things that they've overcome. Ah, so you've been on the therapy. show. I've been a bunch on the show. I've been in therapy. I've been on the show. And are you in therapy now? Yeah. Oh, okay. How long you been in therapy? Uh, about three years. Like shortly after I quit drinking. I started therapy. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. How did, how is that related? Um, fortunately, like, the right information got to me because I had checked in about therapy for a while, especially like in 2011, my parents died. Mm-hmm. A year after that, I started group therapy. Uh, Hospice of New York offers bereavement group oh. therapy for free. Uh, check into it. It's in Long Island City, not far from the Creek in the Cave. Um, and it was really great to go in a group setting and listen to other people who are feeling the mm. same things. Mm-hmm. And did your parents die at the same time? Uh, in the same month. We can like put a pin in that because that's <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, but, right, right. But then in two thousand, separately, separately, I mean, separate, separate causes, eighteen yeah, days okay. apart. Yes, yeah, sh- they've been married fifty three years. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah, okay. So it was, and they were. And look my, at you now. You're. Sp- Bright and shining. Well, the pendulum spent it yeah. swings both ways. You've got yeah. You went into third, and so good. We you, all you have took choices. Action. Good. Like the rest of this roller coaster ride, I can keep my eyes shut or I can open them. No, good for you. So, how did you wind up stopping drinking? Did you? I woke up one morning with an epiphany. Wake up, dummy! You're missing it because I was still drinking heavily, based on sad practices from when I was sad in my marriage. Oh, did you drink? When you heavily were, when you were married yeah 
And uh, I drank socially too heavily at times when, you know, before that. And then when things got more and more hopeless in the marriage, I was hoping I wouldn't wake up. And then that continue that can easily continue in comedy because we get paid in drink tickets for the most oh part. Oh my god! People, yeah. you know, it's a social currency. And Aye. I would also drink at home privately, mm. so I would drink socially with people, go home, and continue, mm. and be surprised I woke up in the morning. But were you aware of what you were doing? Yeah. Were you thinking about it? Were you just like, I'm gonna just drown this? Yeah. Or and then I woke up and I realized, wait, I'm in New York. He's not bothering me anymore. He's not hurting me anymore. I'm here safe in a, an apartment I can pay for, and I'm living my dream, and I'm making art, and I'm on shows, and I'm still drowning myself for nothing. Ah, because... There's a past issue. The problems were gone. Yeah. And I realized, like, my cage has changed. Ah. Like yeah, the lab yeah, rat study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't uh, change the cage. Don't, what is it instead of, like, yeah, it's not the rat. It's the cage, the boring cage. Yeah, and I realized cage. that it was little by little over the years, my cage, you know, the door was open. And I could be where I was now, happy. I could be happy and stop yeah. putting a depressant into my system every day. Right, yeah. So uh, you just stopped drinking altogether? It took some time to get my bearings with it, uh-huh. and I didn't try AA at first, and I actually still haven't been to AA. I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily against it. I just yeah, I just haven't. It's not but, your th- you didn't use it right. Uh, but when like by the third day was the first time I had my first big trigger, which mm-hmm. I did a friend's podcast, and this friend knew me when I lived in Pittsburgh and was mm-hmm. married, and he ended up asking about ex-husband mm-hmm. and in talking about it it brought all that toxic stuff up to the surface uh, and I left there and thought I just want to get two bottles of wine and go home and drink myself to sleep and not wake up uh, but I was so like that was a trigger well but I gotta I decided to give myself a chance and just try mm-hmm. one different thing do one thing differently in the pattern of buying alcohol and going home oh. so I went to a Starbucks uh-huh. and got a coffee and sat there and drank it for an hour. Oh. And I was like, after this, then I'll go get wine. Oh, that's so smart. So Did you think of that yourself? It it came to me. I'm not sure if I had seen it somewhere in yeah, the ether. It made or, sense to you. But it was at that moment, but during that time, a friend texted me and said, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. Do you want to grab dinner? And that friend was not drinking because of antibiotics. Mm. So I ended up not drinking that night. And did you feel much better? I felt, yeah, I felt you better in like the morning. You woke up in the morning and you're like, I feel good. It's like I woke up instead of uh, coming to. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like to fall asleep instead of passing out, wake up it's instead of come to. It's such an easy pattern it's, to it feels fall amazing. into drinking. Yeah, yeah. Drinking and drinking and drinking. It's a really easy. Yeah. Thing. And you don't realize, oh, I didn't realize really to the bad degree it was. I knew mm-hmm. and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. We can balance two, you know, totally different thoughts in our brains at one oh, point. Well, if we're smart enough, yeah. Well, I'm working on it. Uh, so you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna point out this. Um, like I had an, I had a, I had a, I had. If uh, I don't usually ask for therapy, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask. Uh-oh. Is that okay? <laughs> so, uh, so I had this moment with you that you didn't realize. Obviously, I mean, why would you? Because it's my Michigas. 
But when I invited you to be on the show, like we, I just walked in and I was like, I had it in my head, I really want somebody good on this show. Probably meet, run into somebody at a comedy place. And then the first thing I saw was you, and I was like, Sharon's perfect. <laughs> so the way that I approached you, you said, "What?" I remember, I remember what you said to me. You said, "Why is there like I was asking you to be on my show, but in such a way like being on my show was almost like, will you come <laughs> clean my bathroom for me?" <laughs> And you replied by saying something. Why? Is there something wrong with it? Yeah, because you asked and then you you were like, really? Like, <laughs> like you had asked me, like, would you do a live porn on my my streaming web show, please? Uh, sure. I'm Sharon Spell. That's my brand. <laughs> really? So, so no, it, you asked me to be on your show. What do we say to when we're asked to be on a show? We say yes. Well, um... If we are available, no, but like, I scheduling. always, you know, I mean, like, you know, I'm always like, oh, Sharon's busy, or every, you know, people are busy. So I was sort of like, but it just showed how it just shows my self esteem issues. You pointed it out by by saying, you know, by questioning me. Well, <laughs> which is great, but great. we all Thank have that. That I have many moments. Everybody has those moments. Do you feel of, that way about getting people to be on your show sometimes? Yeah. But then I. I have so much fun when I do it that I look at it like I want other people to come play. It's like play dates. So you feel good about what you're, or you yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. That's but good. also gotta... the Grumpy Films guys, Jason and Daniel also make it fun. So like. Are you a producer? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You producers. Yeah. But they make it fun and they make it like work really well. Yeah, so it is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is. I used to do things more on my own, and it was oppressive and scary. And then you start to doubt yourself a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. But you know, it's so great being part of the station. I mean, it's a great thing because um, it's been almost two years that I've been involved that I've had this show, and um, I'm really involved with the community of the station, which is a community. Yeah. So I. Have it gotten has a lot. I've gotten a lot of confidence just by being great. part of it. Yeah, it it's has been that feel growth. to it. Just coming in here and the people who are exiting. It's yeah, very friendly, very oh, yeah. like communal We're family. We're yeah, family. Cool. Yeah, but you know, it's really funny because I have. Um, this is something that's really hard for me to talk about. But I was thinking, well, you would be a good person to talk about. <laughs> so I have a really. I feel really awkward at comedy shows. Yeah. Most most of us do really because yeah. I when I show up I feel like people think oh there's that hanger on she she wishes she was a real yeah. was a comedian she does some weird th- psychotherapy thing <laughs> she's so old I don't care about it. I try not to care about that but that's not even it there I can't even talk about that but I'm just like <laughs> why is she here right. why is she here she's like just ugh. yeah I feel do that you way. Feel that Oh yeah, you're like really part of that community because I don't leave the party. That's the thing. What do you mean? I want to still be at the party, and then other people leave, and they're like, "Oh wait, we need somebody," and I'm still there. Like, (laughs) like the the way to stay in show business a long time is just don't quit. And I feel like, you know, I I do love it. I love the the party. I love the craft. I love. The mm-hmm. celebration of humor mm-hmm. and, you're and part the truth telling of, of it. I love all of the you're aspects. You're part of the best. That's my, like really, I mean, as far as like, you know, borderline mainstream places. I love that place. UCB yeah. East. I like it better than the other one, even though the other one is probably 
more. Well, there's a chance to hang out and make eye contact with people and socialize at UCB East Village. The Chelsea location doesn't have that set up yeah, because there's no lobby. But I feel more comfortable there. But it's a different... You feel you know. more comfortable at Chelsea? No. At the Beast? Yeah. The, I love Chelsea. Chelsea seems like Chelsea it's always young, young guys. Young guys <laughs> I think way young too guys serious. <laughs> way too serious about it. I love Chelsea, but I work at the Beast, and I'm so fortunate that I've worked there since it opened. Yeah. And it opened the month after my parents died, and I got wow. the best email because I came back to New York from Mississippi uh, devastated, barely able to get out of bed. My previous job, babysitting, they had moved to Rochester. Oh, wow. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I got this email out of the blue from Austin Rodriguez, and he asked, hey, would you like to bartend at the at the East Village location See? when it opens? Oh, that must and have I felt said, great. Yes. Please, I needed so- somewhere to be. I needed alcohol. <laughs> and I needed somewhere to be. And so what's it like working there? Do you feel like part of that family? Must. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still a job, but I look at it like, you know, I love the people. I love comedy and I feel like it's just a a way to like love people. And that's something I'm working on because when I started working there, I was not in a place where I could actively love people because I was so hurt. By my parents' deaths and my divorce and, and, when, and, and. Was your divorce around the time? It was before that. So like. Like a, less than a year, say? Uh, we separated in 2008. The divorce became final at the very end of 2009. So 2010, I'm still adjusting to right. stuff. And then my parents die the next year. Wow. So I'm barely like walking wow. with, you know, land legs again. And then like my parents were my person. More than my husband. You were really close to them. At the end, we were closer than ever. And I could really talk to my dad more than ever before. And then they were gone. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a comedy venue with people who didn't go through a devastating loss. And it was like my own personal, you know, my Twin Towers were gone. And nobody else knew that except my siblings who also lost yeah. Their towers. Yeah, right. And we had different relationships with our parents, but we each lost them the same way. So coming back to New York, working in comedy, I didn't have a lot to give because I I didn't know, I like I could barely get out of bed. But little by little, working at UCB East Village has given me that sense of community where I've grown and healed and also getting sober, getting in therapy. Mm-hmm. It's made me able to give back mm-hmm. and be open and magnanimous and love the work more. Yeah, you know, it's funny because having this feeling of community with this radio station, um, similar to what you're describing, has been like incredibly grounding for me. Like yeah. I never felt like that, like, you know, when I worked in advertising, I, it was very destabilizing, you know, and I never felt like, I was welcome there or that they, yeah, you know, that people were on my side, that we were doing anything together. I don't yeah. think, I don't think most people feel that way, but in advertising. Yeah. But so it's, it in is, especially fields, when yeah. you're doing something creative because it is really hard to create alone all the time without any support. Yeah. But I'm also surprised to hear you say that, that, do you think a lot of comedians feel self-conscious oh, at yeah. comedy club? Oh, at yeah. At comedy shows? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm shocked to hear that. Well, why you learn that? like coping skills to mask but why it. Is, but why? Why do they like? Well, why like, takes? You know, you guys perform. You know, I mean, I had a brief foray where I had comedians on a. I did a show where I had comedians on it. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, and I've done. I've taken a run at stand up and stuff like that. But I mean, it. I'm not that person. But I see, you know. I mean, it seems to me like people like you and other people who are on shows regularly wouldn't feel that way. You figure out ways to, like, cope. One of my favorite things to remind myself, my friend Jenny Benford in Pittsburgh gave me a great one. People want to like you more than they want to not like you. Mm. But that's a coping strategy. What I'm surprised about is that people feel that way. Do you think all comedians feel that way? I think way? there's something in us that makes us get on stage and share our privacy with other people, like our private observations and our thoughts. There's something about us that needs to be heard and understood that makes us get up there in the first place. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, I guess, you know, I guess there's a feeling of comp- competition in any creative sure. group. Sure, yeah. Um, I was going to, um, ask you about, uh, what was I, I had, I had like a bunch of things, um, that I was thinking about because I was wondering if, um, women comedians, uh, do better in comedy if they're, if they have sports, if they've had athlete, athlete, athletics in their background. Interesting. Cause I don't have it. I mean, the most I have is like band, you uh-huh. know. Cons- I mean, marching marching, marching season band, but is it's still a team. Yeah, thing, and I was in the color right? guard. Yeah, with flags. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you're much less likely to take things personally, right? But uh, never say never. I find ways to take things personally. <laughs> Not as much as in the past, but like sometimes things hit you harder than you think they're going to. Yeah, I think everybody deals with that. I- I also think that there's a really up there's an upside to taking things personally, which really is just another way to translate for taking for being responsible because sure. then you're going to get a lot more done if you if you're like I'm going to take charge of this. This is my thing. This is my fault. And you it actually I think besides the anxiety, it does actually help you. But another thing I was thinking about is because a lot of times when I've done um, therapy, sometimes, you know, what I call therapy on with comedians, um, I am in this, I wonder about interpreting their comedy. How much of comedians do you think um, are really talking about themselves on stage and how many are hiding behind uh, their, their act? You mean like, like character performers? Well, or? characters or like what do you think that they do you, you know, even a lot of people write jokes and they say, I did this, I did that. And it's not true, right? Oh, I don't know. Do you think that's true or not? I think maybe most of the people I admire are speaking their personal truths. Mm-hmm. Like in crafting yeah, I was wondering the, about the that. things that really happened to them. Like, like Patton Oswald and I'm trying to think, uh, Ali Wong's mm-hmm. Baby Cobra is really good. Right. Yeah, right. like the the true stories are the best and the ones that resonate. And I think, like, huh. I'm not really sure. It's interesting. Well, any... like Julio, you saw Julio. I didn't right? actually get in to see it. Oh, like people man. were coming out telling me about it and stuff. It got a great was... response, right? It was so original. Yeah. 
Well, I love I, Julio. Yeah, I mean, he's I have somebody, one of his diamonds. You do? I have one. You're so yes. lucky. I have a diamond. Um, he's been on the show, actually. He's great. I've, I, he's I'm a sweet. huge fan. Yeah. And he's the nicest, nicest person. Yep. But uh, Julio's kind of in a, like, one of the things that I love about Julio, and I really like that kind of comedy because um, there's such a fantasy element. Like, it may not be that personal about him in specifically, but it does give you, you feel like you're playing dolls with him. You feel like you're, like, eight years old and you're playing a game of dolls. Wonderful. And I, I don't, you know, and I don't, I, I think his work is very close to performance art. Yes. Have you heard? But I think that's also his truth. And I think that's... I don't, right. Is that what you're getting at? That his is not necessarily verbatim, like, uh, I'm Julio it, and here's my deal. It feels really intimate, but intimate in the way that... Um, if you if like you and I started pretending we were like eight years old and we brought out our Barbies mm-hmm. and then like really bought into it, like we could do that if we sure. really wanted to. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should be doing now. <laughs> but anyway, that's what it would be like that vulnerability of there's a real like vulnerability of showing. It's almost like don't tell me what you yeah, think. Show, show don't me tell. what. Don't tell me how you feel. Show me how yeah. you feel. Yeah. And that's what he's kind of doing, which is why I think he resonates. But I also think he has a very unusual way of being real. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So, um, which made me, you know, it's really interesting. I wanted to know your thought about this. I never get to talk about comedy that much. So, so wow. I'm, so Casey uh, didn't talk about comedy. We didn't. We talked about <laughs> girls and then, we'll, then we, uh, let me do one more station ID and then, we'll, then I want to get back to you. This one more question and then, uh, we'll get right back to you. Cause I, that was the whole point <laughs> of inviting you on here. You don't really want to be in the show. You I do. do. I do want to be in the show. Put me in the show, Ricky. (laughs) Okay. uh, Thank God you were here because, you know, Sharon, I I feel like I got to know you like in the first like five. I mean, we've seen each other around, but we never really hung out. Correct. So like in the first five minutes, the door was locked and Sharon was just like totally like calm me down. Like. (laughs) Like I was saying that, like if there's ever a fire at UCB East, there won't I'm be. Following there her won't out. be. I'm following. But um, okay, yeah. So um, thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Dr. Lisa on Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, and I'm here with my fabulous, funny, and calming, calming spirit, uh, Sharon Spiel. Spell. I have that in my mental block about when you. I was on J date. My screen name was Sp- uh, Spiel Magnolia. <laughs> J date. You're not Jewish, are you? I'm J adjacent. I'm, <laughs> J I'm not J, but Christian is J adjacent. Yeah, you like Jewish guys? Though? Sure. I'm dating a Jewish guy now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love cool. him. We moved in together. Oh, cool. Yeah. I want to hear about that, but let me just okay. ask you this Amy Schumer question, and then we're going to move on. <laughs> Because I got to get this off my chest. Okay. Okay. So Amy Schumer, you know, I I spent, I did a project with uh, a lot in 2010 that she was in. And I got to spend like an hour alone doing like a therapy type thing with her. So, and then after that, her career like totally skyrocketed. And so I was very ambivalent. There's, she, she is polarizing. Mm. I was very ambivalent when I thought about her. And then when I went to see Julio and then I came home that night and I was watching her special, it happened to be on, I started thinking that I think 
I think she's maybe a little mainstream for my taste. Hmm. What do you think? Or I mean, not not that you know what my taste is, but do, what do you what do you think of, think of her? What what does a comedian think of her? What does another female ah. comedian think about her work? <laughs> um, I admire her. I'm yeah glad for her success. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with it as other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite know how to answer it because, like, I know there's been controversies around her and decisions she's made about her show and writing staff, but I also feel like it's hard to be a woman in business and everything she does is going to be criticized. And I don't know enough about her to really. So you actually probably know too much. You know, I mean, I know know too much about the behind the scenes. You know all the gossip. I know. I know there's gossip, and I'm aware of a little bit of it. But uh, that was kind of liberating because. But I um, totally wish her well because it opens doors for more women. Oh, I totally wish her well. That's what was partly confusing to me was my feeling about her as a person versus what I really thought about her work and what I thought about um, how women wound up like. I think think it does bother me a little bit um, that a lot of women. Well, I guess it's good and bad. She seems to have. created like the next level of liberated women's comedy but i wish that being sexually appealing to men wasn't the main focus of it maybe that's what i think and that's just something we have to live with it's something we walk with yeah every day right 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 okay so let's talk (laughs) about you therapy so you're in third you so you went through like a big fucking like are you a different person now i'm Sort of. I'm the same. My heart's healed. I'm the same, but my perspective is different. And uh, oh, just to back to uh, 2014, quitting drinking. Within like two months, the right information got to me to lead me to the Training Institute for Mental Health. T I M H. It almost looks like T M I. But uh-huh. it's T I M H, which was perfect. <laughs> um, but it's a training institute, and they work on sliding scale. There's mm-hmm. an induction fee; it was like thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. something like that. And then, because I my I was my only you know bread earner, breadwinner in my family, me, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have to pay what like it wasn't a crazy amount to pay for therapy. And also, quitting drinking, I had more disposable income to right. spend on making myself healthier yeah, yeah, inside and out. And so that started the process of being in therapy. I'm not with that Institute anymore. I'm, uh, I have a therapist, uh, that I've been with for a year and a half, something oh, like that. Hmm. Um, and we're just now getting to like some inner parts of the, the onion layers. That, I know <laughs> it is like that, isn't it? Yeah. Well that put. I, I thought I was okay telling her a story yesterday in therapy and ended up just shattered saying the mean? words. Oh, you mean it like... was one of those stories from childhood that you look at it. Some, some days you look at it like, what was that? That wasn't a big deal. And then some days it crushes you. And yesterday I thought I was telling her the story in a not a big deal way. And it just had me almost on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because uh, it makes, it makes me think like maybe you were, you in your own head were thinking of it in not a big deal way and that when you actually looked at it you were like holy fuck yeah is what, that... what was that about yeah what yeah it was like that from what age was that story was around it? five mm. Tra- trauma years yeah <laughs> yeah where you don't 
you don't have the capacity to process it at the time. Yeah. And you just course. walk with it through your childhood, your teens, mm-hmm. beyond. So how, and... how, how did it make you feel? Um, so in, in, in bringing that story to light, did it make you, was it like you got upset, obviously? I got upset and then her buzzer went off and I'm still sobbing on the couch and I'm putting my coat on. I was like, I'll be okay. We're in Astoria. Everyone cries here in the street. It's not a big deal. <laughs> And she's laughing like I have I told her early on, like I have a good sense of boundaries. I've done open mics for too many years yeah. to to mention. And I said, like, all you need to do is like that buzzer goes off and I'll like and I'll end on this, you know, and I'll, I'll like, yeah, right, my, my right. closer. <laughs> I just like give me the light. Like, OK, so in conclusion, <laughs> you know what I'm observing about you? So I'm going to ask you a question okay. really quick. All right. Um, uh, so I'm observing that you're like the host of your family, <laughs> that you were the host of your family. Uh, Do you, I don't know. Is that true? There's my I, ego wanting to know. I, uh, hmm. Did you have brothers and sisters? I have two brothers and a sister. Are you the oldest? I'm the baby. The baby. So I don't know that I'm the host. But like the but one who be... was like, everything's going to be okay. I'm the showstopper. <laughs> More than the host. Oh, you were the one. <laughs> were they not performers? No. Um, the closest would be. Well, let me say this. Yes. The most outgoing. I might be the most outgoing. Okay, there. I but we all have you. different strengths. Mm-hmm. And I think the one closest to, to who does the closest to what I do is my brother, Stephen, who is a minister. Oh, wow. And yeah. then my sister is an artist and graphic designer for mm-hmm. like the state of Mississippi. Oh, and wow. then my other brother works for the Treasury Department. Oh, wow. So you're the, so there's so I'm creativity. The baby. Right. Yeah, they're all creative and we're all funny is the right. thing. Oh, we have cool. different perspectives and like they're 11, 9, and 5 years older than I am. So... We almost grew up in different households. Right, right. By the time right. I came along, my parents had kind of well, been maybe, there, done that. Maybe, uh, yeah, right. So maybe there's a sense of calm in that, like that we didn't there were have. No, there were no like panics by the time. Were your parents like kind of over over it by the yeah. time you? They were kind of. <laughs> they were like, all right, yeah. Um, yeah. That's which is a which is which is great. I mean, I would except I guess maybe you wound up hiding a few things. Well, because we didn't really talk about stuff, but like, I shouldn't say that. We we talked about stuff, but there is a motto of don't embarrass the family that was ever ah, present. I could see that. <laughs> so right. a so lot you're of things... poised. This is what we're saying. You're very poised. Yes. <laughs> I have poispus. Oh, being poised is the best defense, without a doubt. <laughs> I also want to point out that you're, because I do have a lot of visual artists listen that you know listen to this, and that you're an accomplished visual artist oh, also. And yeah, you've cartoon. Um, called... It's called All the Rage. We're going to rename it. Uh, but I'm the creators are Matt and Claudina Morrison, and they previously worked with the Onion News Network, oh. and I met them through socializing. Uh, people at the onion years ago and they wanted to start this cartoon and we made 15 strips yeah and uh then we stopped production and recently we've been talking about starting up again oh so they just sent me storyboards like yesterday oh 
to start cool. illustrations oh, for new exciting. pieces. I'm very excited. Oh, like it's a new chapter. Great. I just I lived in Astoria for ten years. I mm-hmm. just moved to Brooklyn. Like we're starting the production I of this stuff of, again. Uh, you comic know, comic book people too. If you want, we could talk sure. about it. Talk yeah. about it later. Um, that's a nice community. Yeah, comic the comic book people. But so had... back to uh, therapy and moving in with your boyfriend. Yes. So <laughs> we have, I don't want to miss this. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is the most. You know, I was feeling so disjointed before uh, all morning, and part of that is because I have this big show coming up, which I am supposed to also mention. Spring break, and it's uh, next. Um, it starts on Tuesday through Monday, number four, Times Square, and I'm going to be doing therapy on site and have work up there. So um, it's just made me so anxious that um, I'm having a hard time focusing because I have my uh, uh, self-esteem issues. But mm. anyway, uh, I'm so stressed. But yeah. no, I forgot that about it. That sounds normal. Let- <laughs> Like when so you have come a, to the show. Yeah. Never mind. I so I'm par- all over the place. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's okay. We're good. We're, it's okay. Yeah. Um. So that's what I was saying back to, because I'm all over the place and I really do want to hear the story. So, um, and now I'm worried that you think I'm all over the place. <laughs> Everybody is all over the place <laughs> and it's normal <laughs> and it's okay. And sometimes when I blurt too much, if that's what you feel like is happening, like if you're, <laughs> if, if, when you feel like you're all over the place, like everybody feels that, and so I comfort myself by saying, "Like, well, I'm showing somebody else that I also do this." Yeah, I'm trying to be in the moment. We're yeah, in the moment. We're in the, we're moment. In the moment. So, um, and we're are, aware. Is that what you're dealing with in therapy now, though? Moving in with your boyfriend. When did that happen? Let's. We essentially have lived together because I just kind of started moving, and in. he invited me to move in. Uh, oh, that's eight, wonderful. Yeah, we've been dating eight months. I invited you to move in. That's so nice. Very quickly, which set off some alarms in my after head. After you, th- after how long? Like a few months. Oh. But like he introduced me to his parents after three weeks. Oh. And it was, you know, I looked at that like, well, I'll get dinner, and <laughs> I'll sure. meet some new people, and we'll see what happens. Sure. And they're lovely. Yeah. And I sat at that dinner table at the restaurant we were in and just thought whose life am I in right now I looked at it I was like but we fit so well made the one you made yeah yeah by saying yes like I spent thousands of dollars on improv classes if I'm not going to use it you know for my real life what have I done you know but if I'm not going to agree to be in my own scene then what have I learned I said yes, and so I showed you, up, and I got dinner and a new family. So you didn't trust that he was so enthusiastic about you so quickly? It seemed odd, but also it was grounded in, like, I saw him in different environments being the same person. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he was performing for me to get me to move in with him and then dump me or whatever, you know, right. bait and switch kind of thing right. that has happened before. And has yeah. that not, I didn't I move mean, in yeah, with them, but that. you know, yeah. It, somebody has he comes had on. other long-term relationships? Yes. He yeah. was uh, married for eight years. Oh, okay. And I was too. Yeah. And so by the time we reconnected, we knew each other years ago. Uh-huh. And then oh, we reconnected good. last summer and ended up talking for six hours that night mm-hmm. and went on our first date the next day. And he told me later, by the end of that weekend, like just seeing each other over the course of the weekend, he knew. 
Wow. I know, right? Wow. It sounds crazy. But then like a few months later, he asked me to move in with him. And I said, yes, after nine more months or after nine months. Yes. So that way we would get through the holidays. I could introduce him to my family. Like I wanted to wait enough time to see him over. That's sensible. And then like. You're sensible. I'm trying. You know, it's a practice. (laughs) No, yeah, you're sensible. (laughs) I like that. But I took him to meet my siblings, my family, and it it seemed like he fit right in. It seemed very comfortable and easy. They laughed at the same things. Like we we're we have the same sense of humor. You know, yeah, like a lot of wordplay, a lot of goofiness. You know, you know, it reminds me of uh, when I met my husband. I was 42 when I met him, and um, I, you know been around the block and I kept saying I want to be with a man who's crazy about me yeah and yeah and he was very enthusiastic about me and this is what your boyfriend sounds like too yeah it's an it's a essential ingredient yeah that if you don't have that it's like why bother but but so (laughs) I mean all the guys I've been with were all very like I always felt like they were biding time until that fashion model came along (laughs) yeah yeah. Did you, did you know what I mean? And I just want, I wanted somebody who's excited to be with me because I was really excited to be with me, mm-hmm. to have my brain back and have control of my life more than in the past. So, and I wanted somebody who was on board with that and also was in control of his life and working on himself, which right, he is. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, is he in therapy as well? Yeah. Or? Oh, wow. He's doing great. Yeah. He was already like dealing with his stuff when I met him actively mm-hmm. working on himself which was great so you must feel so i mean you must feel so like well it feels calm <laughs> calm yeah that's great see it, that it's joyful see and that calm? listeners it's calm because <laughs> it doesn't feel like fireworks it's supposed to be like that right it doesn't feel like drama uh-uh. or like oh my god i'm so in love with you I feel like that's, that's implied. Not real. What? <laughs> I feel like that's implied that I don't have to say it because like I know I'm going home to him and I know who he's going to be when I go home. Like I'm wow. not going to walk into a, you know, a, a land he's minefield. He's a stable minefield. guy. Yeah. That's what I went for. Yeah. Stability. Yeah. Because then like life is so unstable and exciting Absolutely. as it is. I don't want to come home and not know what I'm walking into. But um, it also sounds like maybe part of the reason um, you were open to him is because um, you had done so much work on your own. Is yeah. That, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I got rid of my dating apps a few months before he and I reconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gone on some online dates and it felt like filing. Like it just felt oh. like, <laughs> you know, like office work. Oh, <laughs> and not a career, you know, office work is to a career. What online dating is to romance right, right. and just decided I'm going to meet my person by living my best life. And if I don't meet my person, I'm still living my best life. Wow. So I just started going to party invitations, like accepting the invitations. Right. So he actually invited me to his birthday party and I went. And when I showed up, he was like, Wow, you're here. I was like, well, you invited me. And I had that moment of like, am I not supposed to be here? Was that a mistake? Did you accidentally? You want to be in the show? What? Yeah. yeah What's yeah. wrong with you? And he, he said later, like, no, I was just so glad and surprised and overwhelmed that you were Aww. there. But I took it in that, you know, that negative way first of that insecure way of, 
wait, did you not want me here? Am I not supposed to? Okay. Because I went in. I could see that. I mean, I could see anybody feeling that way. But... I went in thinking, like, at the very least, I'm going to go in. Because you didn't know him very well. And it was like, I'm I inviting the whole world. He performed at UCB back when I worked in the tech booth in 2012. Wow. So parents had just died. I needed to be, I was bartending and working in tech booth and box office. And tech booth was really great because I could cry in public privately because it was a dark box and nobody saw me back there boohooing. And wow. yeah. Uh, and I got paid. <laughs> and I, you got paid to cry. Well, I was, what more I was, I was an okay tech, but I was an excellent crier anyway but <laughs> so I didn't know him know him but I knew who right, he was from right. that so that show ended I stopped teching we lost track of each other and then he invited me to his party and I thought well I'm gonna walk in and maybe I'll see people I know in addition mm -hmm. to him maybe it's a bunch of couples as far as I knew he was still married ah. and thought like it's probably a bunch of couples and I'll just walk in I brought a kind bar and I thought, like, I'm going to oh, present yeah. him with a kind bar and say, That's sweet. Uh, thank you for inviting me to your party. I'd like to thank you in kind. <laughs> <laughs> you had a joke. I had a joke ready to go. <laughs> and I thought I would do that. Mm -hmm. And then if people started ignoring me, I'd just say, like, well, I, got, I have other places to go. And then just go home. <laughs> you, you, you know what's great about that for, 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 for you people out there, what Sharon did, what the beauty of that is, she said yes to the invitation. That's the thing. And she went yeah. by herself. Like, she wasn't like, she, you said hello to life. You're like, yes. I'm going, and I'm going by myself. Yes. And and I think that that kind of, that kind of, I don't know, Some for some people it's a big stretch, but that ability or that pushing yourself to do that, it gets easier and yes. easier the more you do it. I know it because I've spent so much time. People think I'm really outgoing, but I'm not. I'm really just that I've spent it's so much practice. time alone. It's a practice. Going places alone. And it doesn't right. happen overnight. You don't get comfortable in your skin overnight. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. But I think it really serves all of us, especially women, because yeah. women need to. And men, too. You know, men are really afraid to go to the movies alone a lot, I think. Did really? you ever notice that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's. I don't go to the movies a lot. I go with my boyfriend. He loves to go to the movies, so I'll, I go with him. But I haven't really gone on my own. Well, just <laughs> make him tell him to stay home. See what it's like. I mean, I go out to eat sneak, by myself. Sneak. Well, yeah, that's but harder. that's kind of mandatory. Well, because I'm like after I leave here, I have time to kill before my show tonight. So I'm gonna uh, get something to eat where's somewhere. Where's your show tonight? Is at the UCB East Village. Uh, it's lasers in the jungle. Oh. At That's 7 such a great show. Yeah. With Anya Garretts. She um, has left the show and now producing it is Carol Hartzell and Sean Crespo yeah. and Katina Correa are still the hosts. I love them. I yeah. mean, I love Katina. Yeah. yeah. It's all a great group. Anya, uh, Dan. Yeah. Dan's, Dan's great. Are Dan and, Dan and Anya still together? They're still together, but they've left the show. But uh. it's all amicable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, as far as okay. I know. <laughs> I haven't... I, it's amicable. We'll get him on here. Yeah. Sure. And I won't tell him. I'll just see what he has. <laughs> just trick him into talking. No, but that's, that's a great do. group. And I bet yeah. the show does really well. It's a I Thursday so. night. What time? 7.30. 7.30. Be yeah. there, folks. So when people listen to this on the 24th and after, come to my other shows. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> but if you're it, listening I'll today. I'll put a link up. Yeah. I'll put a link up. So, um, how, so how long have you been living with your boyfriend now? 
About eight months. Oh, right. Well, like officially, I moved in last Friday. Like I hired, oh. I hired, moved. But yeah, but he, that's what I mean. But because didn't that he, feel different? You moved your shit yes. in and gave up your apartment. That's yes. moving in, honey. I, I <laughs> consider. Sorry, I don't consider staying at somebody's apartment had, every night, living there. I had it's my own closet. Plural doesn't matter. I've had closets. <laughs> right. I've but had we didn't drawers. pay bills together yet. Closets. We're just entering that realm of paying bills together. Okay. Yeah. So, that's a whole yeah, I, other. I know. And I, a... I've told him like I have anxiety about this from my previous relation, like my, for my marriage. Yeah, I have issues course, with this and I'm like, I'm not going to do it elegantly and, but we're going to work on it. And he was like, yeah, great. Whatever. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So but, you know, it's weird. So you're trying to think it's not, are you trying to think it's not any different or what do you think? No, I would say, because I've You're almost, I've, he that. gave me keys to his apartment almost oh. immediately. Right, right. So I've been there for a long time, but I did change of address only in the last month. Yeah. And then last Friday, hired movers, shout out to Sven Moving. Oh, I've used them. Uh, yeah. Uh, super easy, convenient, very nice. They're great people. Yeah. We love uh, them. They complimented my packing. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably would, too. I bet you're great. Well, they gave it. instructions, and I love to follow the gum rules. So I just read what they <sighs> suggested, and then it, bam, bam, boom. People like you make me look like <laughs> shit. No, you it. look great. No, no. I mean, like, in packing. I don't mean physically. Oh, no. There's nothing you could do They about were that. happy. Like, it was... They were all contained good. enough. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I did it perfectly, but my dishes are still intact. That's wonderful. So everybody worked together. So so, how so did... I moved in, and mm-hmm. then yesterday, actually, I brought the last stuff from that closet from my bedroom there mm-hmm. and left the keys to that apartment on the kitchen mm-hmm. island. Locked my do- mm-hmm. locked so the door how, on my way out. So I'm feeling you have no place to go when you you know when you get in that big fight. I didn't know. Well, yesterday. I kind of knew it was time to give the keys back. I paid through the end of the month. I still had wiggle room, but I'm like, what? You know, why not just get it done? Yeah. And then they can paint the room or they can, you yeah. know, Let's not drag sage it or whatever. What you am know? I avoiding? Yeah. So I just went ahead and did the move. Also, I bet like beginning at end of the month, it's harder to book movers. Truth. So I went ahead and did Smart. it middle of the month. And yeah, and just get it done. And yeah, I walked out of there, and the thing that was the hardest wasn't leaving the physical room. It was saying goodbye to my landlords uh, because I've known them for 10 years. Uh, I lived in the same apartment yeah. for almost a full decade, short of yeah. a few months, a full decade. And I wept and with their daughter, and I said, like, I almost just walked past this door. I, I had a card ready uh, with my new address in it for them, uh, and I, I said, I almost walked past the door because I didn't want to do this. I was like, but I don't avoid stuff, so... Wow. You know, and I was like, maybe we'll hang out now more and see each other more than in the apartment, <laughs> like more than in the building. <laughs> wow. It's like a three unit house. Yeah. But they're all separate oh, apartments. Yeah, so you probably know them. But the, well. the landlords are on the second floor. Their daughter's on the first floor. And then they have other family, other daughter, other family comes to visit. And that was the hard part. And it was just like. It's just time to move because I have a new life with my boyfriend and his family, and I love him and them. And oh, so great! It's just time. That's so great. We're building so, a life together, and, and you it's feel really good. Nice. You felt you feel like you you're happy that you did it. I yeah, mean, you're not like having anxiety. We have had fights. You mentioned that before. Like, there's nowhere to go. And we have had fights, and we work through them. Yeah, like even yesterday morning before I left to go on, you know, uh-huh. the 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 closure journey. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
he had done something that was mindless. And I said to him, like, logically, I know you did not mean to do that, but I am mad at you and I don't want to be mad at you. You know what? <laughs> like, that that's how we fight is, now. <laughs> that is so, I don't want to say smart because it's instincts, but like, that is something that I am working on. It's hard. We are all working on an art group therapy. Yeah. And you people, like, when you get mad at, when I get mad at my husband, what I don't, what I, what you did is so beautiful Ugh. because it's like, okay, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to, you can't assume that he's evil. I knew he's he didn't not. mean to. He made a mistake. Yeah. Tell him in a way that is loving that you're yeah. mad at him. Yeah. That's so great. You know, we only have three minutes left, so I want to ask <laughs> this question. Oh, okay. Um, first of all, you have made me, honestly, you have made me feel so so much better today Aww. and I, I really had I a really too. A really anxious i mean this is just this is just my mishigas i'm on uh, under pressure right now it's normal whatever um and i think that you have so much positive energy and it's mm. really really great it must be great for you and i just want to know um before you went through everything that you went through which is a lot were you were you that positive or, I was positive, but I was also in denial about the things that were broken, the like, things that needed to be repaired. Like I needed to not be in that marriage. I needed to have a better relationship with my parents. I needed to like there were things I needed to work on, but I wasn't able to do it. But I knew like ultimately I would at some point, like at some point be able to address them, but not it doesn't happen overnight. So were you aware of it? I, I was mean, aware my marriage been, was not good. No, like, but were you aware of, like, there must have been a lot of, or there must have been negativity. Like, I don't feel negativity, you know, or I don't feel depression, negativity. I get a very positive But feeling. I have that. I have it, and I walk with it, and I name it so I can categorize it and understand it. Right. And and in a way, that feels like strength, almost. Maybe. I think. You know, it doesn't. But I'm wondering if you were... I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, were you aware, were you aware of, I mean, you were aware your marriage was bad, but I also think it must have been some other feelings or leftover stuff from your childhood. Were you aware of that? Were you thinking about like, I shouldn't be doing, were you thinking I shouldn't be doing this? I shouldn't be with this guy. I was or? thinking that and also thinking like marriage is hard and my parents drilled into me and in my head from an early age, like you get married and you don't get divorced. And they would brag about how each of their children was still married to the first spouse. Ah, family pressure. Yeah. Good family pressure. Well, you know, um, and it felt like I was breaking my parents' hearts too, uh, when I separate, but I couldn't live that way anymore. Mm, so, wow. You got to speak your truth and Over, then it gets better. Overcoming, overcoming difficulties yeah. can, can really be, uh, there, there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. There. So I just want to say, um, I've enjoyed having you on so much Thank and you for I want to make sure that everybody goes to your website, SharonSpell.com and, uh, check out your, uh, cartoon, all the rage, and... but we're changing the name. But you're changing. But, <laughs> but check you, it out. You I'll get put the all idea. the links on my website. Sorry, sorry, idea. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, come to spring break. Doctor Lisa gives a shit.